Well, hey girl, welcome to She's Doing Big Things. I'm your host, Alicia Lee, the original she. Top income producer, freedom advocate, serial entrepreneur, winner of all the things, world traveler, and now digital nomad. I've lived my entire life feeling a little different, dreaming a little bigger, doing a little more, and believing I was destined to have it all. So I can imagine if you're here, you get it. You're a dreamer, a doer, an entrepreneur, so you're ready to set some big goals and smash them. So with that in mind, let's freaking get started. Well, hello, my CEOs, and welcome to another guest episode and a really pertinent topic. So I have often wondered if this thought happened for anyone else. Or maybe the inclination occurred in anyone else's business building. So here it is. In order to stand out, I have to shout out, like loudly. Have you ever felt this? Have you ever thought this? It's like you're standing in the middle of a crowded bar and the band is playing and it's at max capacity or so it seems to that pesky part of our brain that sees patterns and creates algorithms to point out all of the red cars when we have purchased a red car, or all of the coaches when we decide to become a coach, right? So the capacity isn't the only thing hitting max at that point. The noise level is as well, and now in order to be heard, you have to scream at the top of your lungs. Is that how the online space feels for you right now? If so, there are some mindset things that we can give you. But there are also some really strategic approaches to being heard without having to change your energy or the amplitude of your voice or the tone even. Because here's the thing, no one loves to be yelled at, even when the volume is up, right? So you get to use your normal natural voice. So first, let me give you some quick mindset adjustments before we bring our guest on to give you that strategic approach to rising above the noise. So the first thing is the noise is just that. It's noise. It's just like the crowded bar with a band playing. It fluctuates and it will eventually die down. And those that will be left will be the ones who stuck it out and stood out. They will be the ones that were consistent, diligent, and dedicated. So there is noise in every industry. You simply don't see the competition for dentists or mechanics or manufacturers of coffee machines because your reticular activating system, you know, that part of your brain, isn't set to look for those patterns because, well, they're not of interest. And even further, they aren't of your survival. But your brain does see the competition in your industry because survival of the fittest, right? It's instinct. It's survival. You need money in order to thrive, and your business is your way of making money. So your brain is recognizing the competition. So the thing to simply know is that it's normal if you have this thought. It's normal if you feel this and that it's all in your pretty little head. So let's talk about our guest today, who is a virtual assistant. And let me tell you, I'm sure she feels the sheer volume availability in this industry. But knowing her and how solid she is in her mindset, she also feels the demand and the need in her industry. So her name is Bailey. 
And having realized her passion for helping strong female business owners while in her previous position as an office manager for a company that assisted young entrepreneurs to grow their business, Bailey decided to take the leap into the VA world late 2017 and trust me, this girl does not look back after that. After deep diving into her business for two years, she wanted to help more than just her amazing clients in their business and she's now making it her mission to help others start their own business and free themselves from toxic nine to fives, uh, been there, done that, right? Or the mamas that can stay at home with their littles. She has a no BS attitude and a tell it like it is nature that has gained her a lot of attention, both good and bad in the industry. And we know about that, right? You wanna magnetize as much as you wanna repel and she is up to that. To date, she's helped a handful of people start their own thriving businesses. When she's not focused on her clients or business, Bailey enjoys watching cat videos. Who doesn't, right? <laughs> cat lovers unite. Curling up with a good mystery novel, traveling or heading to the cottage to relax and unwind. So her business has two parts to it, which I think is really cool. She's a virtual assistant, so she assists young, strong female business owners in a variety of aspects in their business. The other aspect is that she has such a passion for mentoring and encouraging people to start their own business and to push through the mental blocks. I mean, come on now, who hasn't experienced a limiting belief that she could help you with? so that they can achieve all of their business dreams. So her business solves the confusion, a lot of doubt, overwhelm excuses that come with starting a business. Her product provides step-by-step -step training modules and support to ensure that their business or your business, if you're listening, is successful coming out of the gate. She's been featured on a variety of different websites and she's currently in a mastermind with Melissa Griffin. If you don't know her, whoop, whoop, we love her to up-level her business and to serve her clients and other VAs better. So ladies and gents, whoo, that was a mouthful, but I feel like you know a lot about this darling little VA business babe now. I know you're on the edge of your seat after that really long intro, right? So you are so fracking ready to get to know her. So get pumped up to meet this little fireball of a human. Here she is, Miss Bailey, how are you today? I am so good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here and just to share my knowledge with your tribe. Woohoo! Yeah, we're excited. Oh my goodness. I cannot wait. I know you're going to magnetize and repel some people on this episode, which is exactly what we want to do in the world. So, lady, let's dive in head first, shall we? Since we are both about some BS-less chitty chat, tell me about the competition, girl. Do you feel it? What is it? How do you overcome it? Yes, I think right now more than ever, uh, just because of the COVID-19 pandemic, business owners are really pivoting to online offerings and a lot of people are losing their jobs and are trying to start a business online. And I know personally it can get super overwhelming having all of this competition at once. It is definitely something that I have noticed. You know, people are just going to online businesses in swaths. I feel the competition. It's something that I hear about a lot in the industry right now. I also see tons of job posts, hundreds of comments on them, all wanting the same position and not, well, there are more people that are coming on to the online industry, which means there are also going to be more jobs and space for VAs. Just the sheer demand is not enough to keep up with the amount of people 
that are going and trying to become a VA, even for a seasoned VA as myself, it can really dissuade me wanting to apply, even if I know that I'm a great fit for something, just because of the sheer number of comments. And so I find a lot of the competition, however, starts in your mind. And I know that we're going to be chatting a lot about mindset today and also how to overcome it, as well as just, you know, some things to really make you stand out amongst all of the competition. And you might see all of these comments on a post. How many of them are actually qualified, though? Your mind tricks you into thinking that they all are qualified and that you couldn't possibly be what the client needs. But you and your mind could not be more wrong. So one of the biggest ways that I actually overcome this is by asking myself, do I have what this client needs? So are my skills what they need in order to up-level their business, in order to make their lives easier, in order to help them, you know, get to the next level, help give them time, more time with their children, more time with their families? Do I have what, this, what it takes to do this? And if my answer is yes, which it usually is, I will apply competition or not because it is actually a disservice if you don't apply. Oh my gosh, I love that. That energy right there is exactly why I know you and I connected. It's like, girl, what are you doing in the world if you're not willing to show up in the world? Because the world freaking needs you, especially right now, but always and forever. So tell me about a time when this actually bothered you, because I think we all have those moments of weakness or when our super smart brain has let its guard down on rationalizing and decompacting that little portion that just tries to keep us safe, right? So when did this happen? What was going on and how did you move past it in that moment? I actually have the perfect story, um, an example for you. This happened just a couple of months ago. So even though I do a lot of mindset work and I have been in the industry for many years, there are still times when I can get tripped up. I also don't think I have what it takes. So this story actually starts, um, like I mentioned, a couple months ago. A position came up with a dream client of mine. I had been following her since I just started my business. She was one of the first groups that I joined a seven-figure company, and she was looking for a VA. And it was like a dream come true just thinking about this position and just imagining myself in her business, being able to work with this person. It was incredible. So as you could imagine, she had a community of tens of thousands of people that she posted this position in. And there were huge competition. I saw, I think, the most comments I'd ever seen on a single post asking for a VA. And just seeing those comments, I almost psyched myself out of applying, even though I had everything plus more that this person needed, this dream client of mine needed. I almost psyched myself out of applying because of the sheer amount of competition. So, however, I did apply. So um, I spent a painful amount of time on my application. I continued to change things. I reworded it. I probably spent embarrassingly about two hours on this this um, application that I had sent in and I do recommend that you do spend a lot of time and care on an application but my general you know time frame is around 30 to 45 minutes to make sure that I've covered everything that I need to this was just so much time I kept doubting myself at one point I almost just gave up and didn't even send it in but I made I got myself that far I was like no you need to submit it you know that you have what it takes to help this dream client of yours. And if you don't submit it, if you don't try, you never know what's going to happen. So I ended up submitting it. And amazingly enough, I got moved to step two of the application process, which was 
a Google document and just answering a couple of questions. So again, I worked my butt off and sent it in. And somehow after that, um, another person who was applying for the same position emailed their response to all of the questions to me instead of to the potential client. So I was kind of at that point faced with what should I do? I was so tempted and I'm very ashamed to say it, but I was really tempted to not let this person know of their error to, you know, just keep, um, you know, the competition a little bit lower and to, you know, make sure that less number of people apply the big, the larger chance that I have of actually being successful. And I sat on this for a couple of hours, but I knew I am a strong believer in karma. And I knew that if it was meant to be, and if I was meant to get that position, it didn't matter how many other people had submitted anything. So I had let her know so that she could resubmit. I did the right thing. And I'm so glad that I did. So a little while later, I ended up actually getting the final interview. So I ended up getting an interview with this dream client. And let me tell you, that interview went amazing. I felt I was on my game. I answered every question, you know, perfectly. Like if I could have had my perfect interview, that was it. I, we got along really well, um, personally, professionally, personality wise, we just really connected. Um, I was super convinced that I had gotten the, the position, um, but the only thing that kind of stuck out to me in the conversation, they had asked me about my future plans and my goals. And so I had made it very clear that I wanted to have two parts to my business. So I love serving my clients. Truly, it is what I was meant to do. But I also feel like I was also meant to mentor and help other virtual assistants because I've been there. I've struggled with my mindset. I've struggled with my business. And I know how hard it is to not have that guidance. So I let her know. I laid it all out on the table, let her all know about this. And then I ended up hearing back a couple of days later and I didn't get the position only because of my ambition to do more with my business. So they were looking for a little bit more of an employee type role instead of, um, you know, transitioning it into an employee type role instead of letting me kind of have my creative wings. And I was absolutely crushed. The only reason I hadn't got the position is because I was too ambitious but then at the same time, so my mental health just went down the drain. I, you know, kind of thought to myself a little bit, do I even need to do this part? Can I sacrifice it and get the position? There were so many different things that were going through my mind, but I sat on it a little bit. I let myself feel all the feelings because I do think it's really important that when you get a no, when you get something negative, let yourself feel that and in a way mourn, but then turn it back on yourself. So yes, I ended up turning it back on myself. And it said to myself, that was a dream client, but they're no longer a dream client of mine if they want me to minimize my ambition or change my vision of what I would like my life or my business to be. And that I was worth a lot more than that. And so just with that, now when I'm faced with a, a position that intimidates me, I think of the moment of how, you know, I don't even remember how many comments were on there, but there had to be over 250 comments on that application so much competition. I was one of the people that were picked for a final interview and I have what it takes to, you know, serve these amazing clients that are looking for the skills that I have. So this is really how I overcame such a crushing blow. And then I also just kind of said to myself a little bit that I am totally worth it. And to change, I've actually changed a little bit of what my dream client definition is after this experience. And I do think that Every single time there's a no, one, 
there is going to be a better yes out there. And this actually happened a couple weeks after this crushing no. I got a client that is amazing. I love them so, so much. And I was so glad I had the time to be able to apply for this position and get this client. And they just fit so well with my business. And it's just, it's so amazing how things can turn out sometimes. And just really getting yourself in the mindset of you are worth it. You can do this. And being able to find the faults or turning the negative into the positive is really how I got past all of this crazy, but now looking back on it, amazing experience. Oh my goodness. Yes, 100%. Every no is an opportunity for a new yes, and every yes is an opportunity for growth, right? That you can never get the opportunity that is wrong for you. So you are just waiting for the one that's right. I love that. Now, this brings me to the strategy. Because girl, you know, I love me some strategy and I know you're in that boat swimming around with me. So let's deep dive into this step by step, how to rise above, be heard, and for it all to feel really freaking good because that's possible. Not like we're losing our vocal cords to do so, right? That doesn't feel good. So how do we rise above, be heard, and have it feel really good? Yes, I love that. So strategy is really my middle name. Strategy and systems, they're, they're my middle name. I love them so much. So I actually have a five-step strategy for attracting clients and rising above the noise. And so this is really the strategy that I actually used in my previous story that I just mentioned about, you know, what I was able to do to go above and beyond and to actually nail this interview after 250 other applicants or more. I don't even know the actual number. So Step one is going to be identifying your zone of genius. So what do you do best? What skills do you have that clients need? Do you have something unique or do you have a unique take on something? Do you have a strategy for something that someone else doesn't have? If you do, identify that and use it to your advantage. If you don't have expert skills just yet, don't worry. If you're just starting out, we all start out as beginners. And that can also be a selling point. You can be molded into something that they're looking for as long as you're willing to learn and use your time to also self-teach or to do courses as well, as long as you're willing to learn and be molded, that's exactly what clients are looking for. So you can identify to yourself your, your zone of genius, things that you want to focus on, whether that be social media management, email marketing, general admin, coaching, whatever the case may be, you have a zone of genius. You just have to discover it. So after the zone of genius, you really need to figure out where is your ideal client hanging out. So if you want to be motivated and attracting the right people for your skill set, identify where your ideal client is. If you're sitting on LinkedIn looking for an artsy type, might not be the best fit. You might not always get the key dream clients as I had talked about that you're looking for. You know, if you're looking for a photographer, again, maybe trying on Instagram. If you're looking for a more professional, trying on LinkedIn, Facebook groups have a lot of different coaching type people in there. So it really, you really need to identify where is your ideal client hanging out and go to them because you're not going to find places or positions that are right for your skill set if you're looking in the wrong place. And so that's also where I see a lot of people too um, get really discouraged that they can't find clients who are looking for their skills. And it's all because they're just not in the right place. So 
After that, now that you've identified your zone of genius and you know where your clients are, it is time to master your pitch. So your pitch is generally um, the first impression that you have on clients. So you can make the pitch as long or as short as you like, depending on the medium that you're using. For example, if you are going to be in a Facebook, you're not going to want to write them three to four long paragraphs. You're going to want to do a quick elevator pitch um, and just showcase to them in a nutshell what sets you apart and how you can provide value to them. Not how your skills are going to help them, but how your value and what you do, specifically your zone of genius, is going to help them. So I see a lot of the time too, and I'm just going to mention this, um, I always see when someone posts looking for a VA just because that is the industry that I am in, a lot of people will just comment interesting. That is something that is okay, I'm glad you're interested, but this is where your pitch comes in. This is where you showcase to them what value you bring to the table. This is how you showcase to them what's important that they need to know about you right off the bat. And that's also something that's going to set you apart from everybody else is just doing that little extra pitch. You can They also call it an elevator pitch as well, just in my industry, and just showcasing how you can provide value. So this is for something, for example, like on a comment, if there's an application involved, that's when we get into the next step which is read instructions. So I know that it is so easy to get excited when, you're, when you see a position that you're perfect for, it can cause you to miss things in your excitement. Trust me, I have done it dozens of times and I kick myself every time, but it's so important to read instructions and make sure that you're doing exactly what your potential client wants and needs. So keeping an eye out for things that are meant to trip you up or test your attention to detail. An example of this would be putting a specific subject line in your email or answering a unique question that's likely not something that, you know, general people are going to ask. So, you know, a unique question, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Something like that. These are tests and it's important that you pass these tests because this is where a lot of people get tripped up and it's so easy to get excited. It's so easy to know you are the perfect fit, but this is where the pitch also comes in. So for example, if you are going to be applying on an application, this is where you use that pitch and you sell yourself. It doesn't need to be in a Facebook comment, which is also a bonus because that way you're able to expand a little bit more on it and just making sure that you read instructions two or three times and make sure that you're not leaving anything out. And the last one is go above and beyond. So this is the key to rising above the rest and one of the ways that I have been able to land a lot of my clients. And I know this because this actually came directly from them. This is not just coming from me personally, thinking that this is how I'm getting all of my clients. I've actually sent out surveys, gotten a lot of feedback from my clients. And the reason why they chose me is because I went above and beyond. So now here's a little bit on how you can go above and beyond. And I know it sounds a little difficult, but it is actually very simple. And it'll only take about an extra 10 minutes of my time. And in my opinion, those 10 minutes are make and break and could get me a client for a year, two years for life. And that 10 minutes is well spent. So my secret to going above and beyond is to simply do a little bit more research on the person in their business and pull out some personal tidbits that'll allow me to connect with the potential client on a personal level. So for example, let's say that in their website bio, they're a mac and cheese lover. They love Harry Potter and enjoy being at the beach. So 
just putting that back on myself, I can connect with them and make a comment or ask a question about the Harry Potter franchise. So, you know, for example, what house they're in or bond over their love, uh, our mutual love of the beach, how it makes us feel. So I know a lot of people kind of also think that connecting is a waste of time, but I can assure you it is not. Having that personal connection is one step closer to having them see you in their business and what you're able to do to help them. Another thing that I always do is point out something on their website that's broken. If, if for example, there are, is actually something there. So if there's a broken social link or a link on a blog post, it also showcases your attention to detail and shows them that you cared enough to look at their website and their business. So this is my five-step plan to rise above and be heard. And 95% of the time, it works like clockwork. Oh my gosh. And Bailey, can I please say how funny this is? Because one of the very first conversations that we had, you pointed out um, the broken freebies that are on my website. And I responded to you, girl, I don't even use my website. I built it like a year ago and I have no idea what's on there anymore. <laughs> Which is so funny because you literally are a living, breathing example of exactly what you're teaching. And it's so important to be that. It's so important to be authentic in your direction and to actually live it, right? And so I remember thinking though, how cool it is that she even went to my website that I don't even promote or use. Like, where did she find it? And so that is so personalized and it's such a great way to really um, dive into your client and what their needs are. So I love that. I love it, love it, love it. So who does this work for, this process? Is it only for VAs or is it for everybody? So it definitely works for VAs just because that is the industry that I'm in. But I've also seen this work for a lot of other online service-based business owners. So you don't necessarily have to be a VA and you can tweak some of the delivery of the principles. For example, you know, if your client doesn't necessarily have an application, you can make yourself stand out in different ways, especially if they still have a website. Um, a lot of this can be put into the same um, kind of steps. And you just have to tweak a, a little bit of the principles, but I've seen this work for um, a variety of different, you know, industries as well. As I mentioned, online-based business owners mm -hmm. that are servicing clients or servicing customers, that is what it works best for. We are not just limited to VAs. Absolutely. I know 100% identifying my zone of genius. I am a business strategist and success catalyst for online preneurs who want to own a business that doesn't own them, right? So I am not a VA. However, I needed to know my zone of genius. I needed to know where my ideal mm -hmm. client is hanging out. I know how to, you know, master flee deliver a pitch. I know how to read instructions when somebody sends me something that they are having a question about or needing or really reading into their email and asking what are their true intentions behind it? What are they really needing versus what do they think they need? And I know how to obviously go above and beyond to serve, help, and really bring my client's needs to light. So I think that works 100%. So what is the one big mistake you see these people making in this process that will fix like super glue in your process? What's the one big thing? So many people miss step number five, go above and beyond. Well, actually, okay. So people do miss steps four and five, um, reading instructions. 
that happens a lot that people miss instructions. I've actually, um, I've also personally hired for my business. And just a funny example of this, I was hiring for social media management. And on my application, I had asked, what are three things that you love? And what are three things that you hate? And this person put under the three things that they hate, social media management. So they clearly <laughs> did not read any of the instructions. I was so astonished and needless to say that person did not get hired in my business. So I would say step four is a really crucial one that a lot of people miss, but step five going above and beyond is one that I really want to highlight because it is one that people don't even think about. Um, so I get frustrated virtual assistants coming to me all the time saying they can't attract clients. They've tried. And especially whenever you're first starting out, it can take a toll on you mentally. Um, it even, you know, sometimes takes a toll on me mentally now, and I have a lot of um, just, you know, mindset work in place already. So I'll ask them a lot of the time about their pitch, how they fill out an application, and 90% of the time I can point at the problem in just a couple of minutes. And that's generally that they do a very cookie cutter pitch, or they don't go above and beyond, or they answer one or two lines. And so once I start working on them, like with them rather on their pitch and showing them a little bit how to go above and beyond they are unstoppable and it is a game changer yes 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 okay now I know there are some frazzled individuals out there pulling their hair out there with you know big messages that are not getting heard who just feel like they're not being heard because there's a difference there. But number one, how do you measure that, whether they're being heard or not? And number two, how can they connect with you and start this work to move past this so they can actually start signing clients as a VA and as a new business owner? So where are you online? How do you measure how they're being heard and how can they connect with you? Amazing questions. I will definitely start by saying that they're going to need to start tracking um, things and coming up with KPIs. So as I mentioned, I'm a strategist and a systems person. So KPIs, if you're not familiar, are key performance indicators. And when you first start out as a business owner, there are so many things that you need to overcome mentally. And every no seems like this wall that just gets put into place and you cannot reach your dreams or your goals. But I challenge you to measure the metrics. So what that means is creating a spreadsheet that tracks either leads, positions applied to, comments received, knows you've gotten, um, and just see what comes out of that. Are you applying to enough positions? Are you putting all of your eggs in one basket and getting destroyed over one no when there were 10 other, you know, potential clients that were available? And remember, as I mentioned before, one no will get you in place of a bigger yes or a better fit yes. Um, so if you're a VA or an aspiring VA, you can actually find me on my website, uh, valuevirtualacademy.com. You can find a ton of free resources on how to get started as a virtual assistant, marketing tips, and most importantly, mindset work. I also have a free Facebook group, Valley Virtual Academy, and I welcome people to join. You can also find me on Instagram at Valley Virtual Academy. And for anyone that's looking more into my virtual assistant services, I also have a separate website I can be reached at, valleyvirtualassistance.com. Oh my goodness, yes. I love KPIs and honestly had never heard of them called that. I've always, um, I've had spreadsheets. So for six years I was in a network marketing company and 
I have spreadsheets from that opportunity and that business where literally they're still in a notebook to this date or a binder to this date. And I can count over 500 people that I personally talked to. I know exactly who ended up in my business. I know exactly who ended up as a customer. I know exactly when they converted. I know how many times I talked to them. I can create an average of how many contact points it took in order to convert people. And I know how important this is, one, for your mental sanity, and two, for your organization, right? Because over time, if you know that it takes six contact points to convert someone, and it takes um, 100 people to get 10 yeses, then you know you just need to talk to another 100 people for 10 yeses, and you know that you need five more contact points if you've only talked to them once, right? So knowing those things, I'm so glad you touched on that because it's not something that I really talk about, but it's something that I've utilized forever. So (laughs) kudos to you. Great job. So what are you currently offering for the woman who's like, me, 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 oh my gosh, I need this asap Let's snatch it up. What do you have going on? Okay, so on my website, I do have a pretty amazing marketing resource of over 500 places to find clients online. And with the roadmap that I provided you above, so those five key steps, it is the perfect combination to start getting those dream clients of yours. And you can go to valleyvirtualacademy.com forward slash the goods to purchase it. I also have, for those that need a little bit more guidance, um, my wait list open for my VA starter kit program that is getting a complete makeover before it's relaunched. So the starter kit program walks you through everything you need A to Z to start your business. It takes a deep dive into marketing, mindset, along with systems, client attraction, startup fundamentals, but going back to mindset, which in my opinion is one of the most important parts of starting a successful business. I have an entire um, section just on mindsets and mindset and proper expectations. Ooh, yes. I love it, lady. Oh my goodness. I I want to go check that out. I'm excited. All right. It has been such a pleasure having you on these airwaves. I know it's been a couple of reschedules in the works. Life is crazy and busy and COVID has just restructured everything, right? So here we are all bright and shiny and recorded now. So as we hop off of these airwaves, my dears. Let's go out into the world with both parts of our brain intact. The one that protects us by noticing the noise and the one that can create step-by-step processes and follow them to rise up, be heard, and make just the right amount of noise for yourself. So I invite you to exercise all of that, but especially the latter. Make only the noise that makes sense. I allow you to invite and connect with Bailey onto your social media platforms and let her know how much you loved this episode by taking a screenshot of your listening device right now and tagging the podcast at She's Doing Big Things on Instagram so we can show her all of the freaking love that is out there in SheEO land. So with that, my SheEOs, let's go out into the world, go bigger, rise above, systematically attract clients as we know we can and thus make bank and live so much freaking freer until next time love you long time 
What is up, my darlings and doers? If you loved this podcast, please don't leave it behind. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and do us a huge favor. Give us a quick rating. It not only helps me to know where you're listening, but it also helps the new listener to find this podcast and become the next doing success story. So with that, I'm off to do some big things or help one of my amazing clients get her doing list done. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next week.